All right. Hello, listeners. So we hope you have been enjoying our latest episodes. We've had such a blast recording them. Uh, This episode is a continuation of our Life Through the Pandemic series. You know we love a good two-part series because there's just so many uh, folks to talk to and so many different perspectives to share. Our latest episode focused on creative entrepreneurs and really how this time has been for them. And this episode is dedicated to understanding the Generation Z perspective a very effervescent and opinionated generation. Uh, And when we say Gen Z, we mean folks born after 1996. I was just telling Sam, I'm so excited for this episode. Um, Just so excited to hear their perspectives. Uh, And I feel like while we as millennials hate to admit it, Sam, we're kind of getting to that place where we start asking, you know, what are the cool kids doing? What are the cool kids saying? I feel like I'm getting old. Everything seems to be outdated. So for for today, we have uh, two very, very special guests. We have Lee, who is Sam's cousin, and Mohammed, who is my younger brother. So welcome both. Um, Why don't you you both tell tell the folks a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, my name is Lee. I'm a 17-year-old high school student from Egan, Minnesota, uh, which is in the United States. Awesome, thank you, Lee. Mohammed, what about you? I mean, I know who you are, but you can tell <laughs> the folks right. who you are. Yeah, so my name is Mohammed. Um, I'm Tuta's younger brother, like you just said. Uh, I'm 20 years old. Um, I live in Bowmanville, but I go to school in what's called in Durham College. And yeah, I'm studying to become an electrician, so. There's a couple of things I'm just like, you know what, I'm just gonna leave this. This is the chance where I've decided that I am older and I cannot commit to keeping up with everything. And one is TikTok, like, downloaded it in the early pandemic, deleted it, like, I think, summer. Because I was like, I can't keep up. I can't, it's too much editing. It's too much, it, you get so lost in it. So um, yeah, I will leave the white flag there. But I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to start with is if you had either one word or a couple of words to describe your view of your generation um, or anything that's common across your generation, because everyone is different, what would that be? Uh, yeah, I think for me, honestly, the word like to sum it up, but I think be like validation. I think honestly, oh. for our generation, we we value other people's like opinions so much, even if we don't really like know these people. So I think like validation for sure. I mean, like I've seen personally people just like go crazy over the number of likes they got in their posts. You know what I mean? Mm. To the point where Instagram had to like take it off, right? For mm. people's mental health. And I've seen it like mm. firsthand in my high school, just people like, you know, competing over who gets more likes and stuff like that. Validation from others. So I say validation is a word, yeah. Muhammad, that's deep. Okay. <laughs> no, but it, but it's but but I hear that though. Like it is definitely. I think your generation's also been called like the social media generation because yeah. not all. Yeah, not only are y'all like on it, but you know how to use it, like TikTok or whatever. Yeah, like savvy and stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you're so tech savvy, 100. percent Lee, what about you? Um, personally, I would say individualist individualism. Okay. Because um, as like a high school student like post pandemic a lot of kids have been like sort of quote unquote found themselves and they're like kind of more comfortable expressing the type of people they are i would think that probably 
what I would describe is is that expression and that I the identity and how early it came. Um, I think for your generation, even with us, like I know as millennials, like we were kind of on the precipice of like tech and things like that, but we were still very held back um, with some of you know our parents viewpoint traditions very specific social rules and things like that but y'all just came in right out the window be like this is who i am i'm not changing for nobody and um so, but I, I i love that and i think you know we probably i think as millennials we're kind of like in a different time space and we we embraced it but i definitely think if for example if your parents are like boomers um they may not be able to pick it up as quickly or kind of get blindsided with that kind of full-on expression so um there's definitely i think there's been pain points i guess um yeah like just to, to what you shared lee like i also think too y'all have this generation has access to so much information like never before so like to your sure. point about you know finding themselves uh, <laughs> it's like you put the air quotes with that but uh, you know, to find themselves, there, there are so many avenues and so much information kind of being thrown at you to help you form an opinion about things and, and to help you really understand kind of uh, who you are. But sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, I forgot, honestly. <laughs> no worries. Honestly, that, that's also part of it. There's too much information coming at us at once. It's hard to remember. Um, are you guys, as you're both in school, um, you're both working, how are you finding that the management of that? Like, it, it's very different um, compared to, you know, what Tuta and myself experienced when we were in high school and uni. But yeah, what what's changed? Um, I feel like now, because we're doing this kind of hybrid thing where I only have to go to school. I actually have to be in school twice a week. And that's pretty much it. So I have a lot more time to kind of do things that I want, which would be like working or like homework, stuff like that. So you just have a lot more time on your hands and you just kind of had to occupy it. Wait, so Lee, the way it's set up in Minnesota right now, they have you going in, in, in person just two days a week? Yes, so um, they kind of split it up. Okay. They split the school in half. And so half the school would go on Mondays and Thursdays and half the school would go on Tuesdays and Fridays and Wednesdays are kind of like a cleaning day type thing. And then the rest of the week you could just kind of like, like you said, do your thing. Yeah, kind of, basically. Okay, okay. Isn't that so exciting? Like, had I had that <laughs> when I was going to high school? <laughs> I don't even know what I would do with myself. Oh my gosh. Exactly. But it was just like, you know, you come into like something because I've just been used to just, you just go to school like nonstop from the moment you're in grade one onwards. It's just like school, 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 school. So it's so fascinating seeing that. And, you know, you mentioning Lee about just having time to do things that you like through the week. I love it. Sure. For I feel sure. like um, once I never actually had that like, that that experience of you know being able to have the time to do what I actually enjoy until after university Sam I don't know if you felt that way too it was kind of weird I was like yo I have all this time on my hands now now I can do things that I want to do not because I have to yeah I didn't know what to do there was definitely 
a better part of my summer when I was in third year university that I literally was sitting there overwhelmed by the choices. Yes. I would just exactly. stay anxiety because I'm like, I don't know what to do or where to start. This is too where much. Where do I start? Exactly. So, yeah. But Mohammed, what about you? How how are things how are you managing? Oh yeah, for for us, like because my program is like a hands-on program, right? It's electrical, I'm trying to be an electrician. So with us, they just closed down school completely, right? Like we don't, we can't do it online. It's like a very hands-on program you yeah. need to be in school. So they just closed it completely. So this whole year, I haven't had like any school, right? So the amount of free time I've had is just like, it's honestly like crippling. You have too much free time at that point. You're just like, you know, you're going insane because you're just like, bro, I need something to do. I need to do something, you know? Whether it's like cleaning around the house just because like, I'm not even a clean person like that. Like my room is like, you know? <laughs> but just now that I have all this time, I'm like, you know what? Like this is time to do at this point. Yeah. You know I mean? So it's honestly like, it gives you a lot of like, it's a blessing and a curse because you're just yeah. so, you have so much free time on your hands, but I guess it's what you do with it, right? So I've tried to like read more and I guess like become more spiritual, I guess, with the time that I've had, but yeah. Yeah, we've been just... talking a lot about time and <laughs> what contributes to your time. I think like the last couple of creative entrepreneurs we spoke to, one of them was just like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of the introspection. I just, I'm tired of thinking or talking about myself or figuring out what else I need to do. And it's completely valid. I mean, it, you know, we kind of got thrown into this whole thing out of the loop. And, and especially for you, like with such a hands-on program, it is tough because you're sort of in limbo. You need to finish your studies. And yeah, that's, yeah. Um, yeah try and get to the position so um would you say that what kind of took up your time pre-pandemic is sort of the same or have you adjusted um, things? yeah pre-pandemic was uh it was my i think yeah my first year going to college was 2019 2020 so this was like right before the pandemic so at that point i was like just a full-time student right i would go to school like every day so before it was all just about like school and that's pretty much it. Cause I wasn't working when I was what's it called when I was yeah. going to school. But then COVID hit literally around like yeah March 2020. Yeah. So into my first year, yeah, we went to lockdown. At that point on, it was just like from going to school every single day, like maybe days like eight to six, to just no school whatsoever, right? And in the beginning, we switched to online, but like afterwards, we for second year we couldn't do it. We couldn't yeah. do anything. So it just was like a shift like that, like just an instant. So with that one, it was like a lot harder transition, you know? Cause it's just right from the get go. You just don't know what to do at that point. Yeah. Hey. Mahama, but don't be modest though. Like you've been filling your time this year with things. Yeah. You're an amazing producer. Like you make okay. amazing beats. Like yeah. you don't need to be yeah. modest about it. <laughs> no, to the, to the, maybe I told you, I don't know, but like, yeah, I usually like, I make a lot of beats, stuff like that. I'm like, I've been doing it for like a long time. And that, that did take up a lot of my time. Cause it's like, yes. even, even before pandemic, you're right. Yeah. Before the pandemic, any free time I had, like I would always just like go making beats. It was just like my my safe haven, they call it, you know. Somebody just yeah. left it. So yeah, but when I have more time, it was just that almost occupied like all my time. I'd be doing that, or I'd be like, let's say, like playing basketball outside. But then they cut that off too. So mm -hmm. now it's just like I gotta find other ways, other other things to do. Yeah, other mm -hmm. points. Um, I guess I mean, and I feel for you guys because it's just so nothing is established yet like you you were on the forefront of you know figuring things out getting yourself about to get into your program graduate leave getting yeah. into college university so it's like okay <laughs> and now what right yeah, literally, um, yeah. and 
have you felt like I guess in in the midst of that that you've had to reevaluate maybe your goals or your future plans I mean like I hate to say it but like have you been like why am I going to uni for example <laughs> like I'm, I mean I wouldn't be upset if you even if that crossed your mind because like okay like what are we no, doing? I, definitely for sure um I'll just say this like my program is a two-year program right yeah. so it's honestly two years like it's not really that long you just do it and then like when you yeah after two years wow. you can do it yeah. So, but into my first year, it's just the timing how it played out. My first year, like six months in, COVID, COVID happened, right? So, like the next year was completely just washed away. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, at this point, like, I even want to do this. Yeah, don't even want to do this right now, like you know, because my plan was just yeah, do two years, get over with, and that's it. Go be electrician, go do whatever, right? But yeah, at this point, I guess stalled it, and it's just the worst timing that it happened. So now I'm just thinking to myself, like, yeah, like, do I even really want to do this? I have a lot of free time to really think about, like. Do I actually want to do this? You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, for sure. Maybe really reevaluate my goals for sure. Absolutely. Personally, you? I wouldn't say. Oh, uh, personally, I wouldn't say it's. I've had to like reevaluate my goals, mm-hmm. but I've had to reevaluate the way that I want to attain my goals. Uh, Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's a good you know, idea. so like, because for colleges here, you have to do like the ACT and all this like standardized testing for like applications and everything, but. Um, because of COVID and the pandemic, a lot of schools are becoming test optional, which means that you don't need the ACT or anything to get into a college like that. So it's about all the stuff they do outside of school, which would be like volunteering, clubs, um, academics, no, I mean, sports, stuff like that. And so I, um, I just tried to involve myself in like as many clubs as possible. I mean, clubs that I'm interested in, that is. And just to to your point around like, um, you know, I know you said it hasn't really made you like reevaluate your goals, but because you've had this time to like really think about kind of your future, has it has how how has that felt? Like, have have you like have you been like occupied thinking about, okay, what what I want to do next? Or uh, do you feel like that's kind of stayed the same? Um, For sure. I've definitely it's definitely been on my mind. Um, But at the same time. I kind of just want to live in the present. Yeah. Y'all are so wise. <laughs> Y'all are so wise, honestly. You have no choice. You're just inside the house at 24 7. You're just like, I think what's Yeah. Yeah. So you pl- you plan here and there, but you just gotta, you know. Yeah, go through for sure. You have to be present. You're so right. You're so right. And this moment has, we, we talked to to the creative entrepreneurs about this too, how it has kind of forced you to, to live in the moment and to be okay with like pausing and listening to yourself and um, yeah, and really just, just understanding yourself a bit better. So true. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely, you know, like you guys are not, your generation is definitely not going through this on their own. Like we all are having these monumental thoughts of like, what happens? What happens next? And um, I, I, I like I like what we said about just kind of reevaluating how you're approaching things. Um, and with traditional learning, I'm surprised even that they've moved away from that, um, like traditional SATs. And I think that's actually brilliant because yeah, tradi- anything that I think was rooted in 
like this was the way to go like traditional learning going to work nine to five like that's all thrown out the window we are doing things completely different if we want to work remotely we will like my younger sister goes to school remotely so it's just completely yeah. how we think and also <clears throat> it even alters like how we parent even as us Tito and I becoming future parents it's going to be completely different than what we learned and kind of even what you guys have learned so it's really fun um to look at that I know with millennials like I've been seeing a lot of uh articles about how we went to school graduated got a job and we're like go like planned everything out and then this hair and we're like I can't buy a house I don't know what's yeah. gonna happen yeah. can I even get married when am I gonna meet someone like, it's just <laughs> it's like an influx of things and then on top of that you're like I'm turning 30 like there's just a lot <laughs> at the same time overwhelming <laughs> so as a result of that it's become you know wrapped up in that is like anxiety for what's gonna happen in the future and I think you know I'm so glad that you guys are at least feel wise enough to be like I'm gonna live in the present I'm, I'm yeah oh well, it wasn't me it was Lee Lee you thought yeah. I <laughs> like, no, I'm part of the anxiety part of it. Yeah, like, no, it wasn't we, it was just Lee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but Sam, I love that point though around like how this moment's helped us reevaluate our possibilities. Like it's really helped us reimagine what's possible. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right, like so many traditional ways of doing things and standardized text testing, like that didn't necessarily work for everyone, you know, and now that they've uh, I, I really love that too, that they've kind of sat back and said, you know, maybe there's a different way to to really understand um, the, the potential of a student. You know, it doesn't just have to be in a standardized standardized way. So I do think that's a blessing that's come out of this pandemic is like helping us to reimagine what's possible. Yeah, definitely. And just, yeah, the whole grades thing and just basing it on that is really not as important. And believe you me, once you no, graduate- No, it's not inclusive. That's it. No one ever looks at the F that you got in science. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, just, you know, a little tidbit there. Um, in terms of, like, I guess, social interactions or yeah. experiences, because... Um, like we, Tujia and I, we got to, you know, live fresh week, you name it. Like we, we've pretty much gotten to a point where we're like, we're okay. We can hang out on a Saturday night indoors. But for you guys, like, has it changed? Is it easier now? Or is it harder to meet people, to connect, to date? Like what, what has it been? Um, I would say it's, I feel like it's been harder because as a high school student, you just, in school, that's where you meet the people that you know you know that's where you meet your friends um and not being in school has definitely affected that especially with the school b- numbers being cut in half so you don't see everyone you're only there twice a week so it's it just it definitely makes it a vibe um which kind of explains why we turn to social media for like um those kinds of friendships and we kind of um learned how to make those kinds of friendships online. Mm, I hear that. Mohammed, what about you? How has this like impacted your social life? Oh, well, you already know before I never had a social life, so it didn't really impact me that much anyway. <laughs> but no, for like for me I can like I I thank God that like it's still horrible, but it happened after I left high school, right? So for me it wasn't it didn't hit, like hit me that hard. I went to college. I was already around the people anyway, so like I didn't really get a chance to 
like really interact with people. A lot of people in college are already like have their own lives already grown. They're not like high school kids where they're all the same age as you, stuff like that, right? So when it was, so it really didn't affect me that much, honestly, you know? Can I, um, okay, so one thing we were talking about earlier was how, you know, I, at least I, I know for me, like I'm a bit apprehensive now when things do open up, like to go back into to social settings and like connect with people. Like I feel like I've almost developed some severe social anxiety yeah. <laughs> or I yeah. don't even know how to talk to people anymore. Like have, has that affected y'all at all? For me, sure. Like, you know, I, I practice like how to like greet people now in the mirror. Like, do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> when I'm ready to go back like outside, you know? Okay, how do I actually like, you know, do it again? Because yeah. it's, been, it's been so long. Like even like we're at the grocery store with my, my brother. And we had to stand like six feet behind everybody. And I was just thinking the entire time, like, bro, like a year ago, it wasn't like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like literally like not that long ago, it wasn't like this at all. Yeah. Now we have to like, you know, you can't even like, you gotta like watch out how you're walking, you know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, it's 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 crazy. We actually like take into account, like, yeah, not that long ago, it was completely different. So true. Yeah. What about you, Lee? Um Honest, I don't think I don't think it has because I work in retail, I work in like Target, so I'm always talking to people. I don't think that's really affected me much. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I definitely guess that I mean depends on the environments that you're in for sure. Like if you're going out and working, like it hasn't really changed <clears throat> that much. Whereas like you know if we're working from home or what have you or going to school at home then it's very different when you have to be out and about i know for me like i the city that i live in is very compact there's too many people but mm -hmm. i haven't seen these too many people yet <laughs> so starting it's gonna open up um gradually starting on monday and i'm like i should i open it yeah 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 just in, in bits and pieces but it's like how am i how will i manage this like am i ready to just be already like on the tube with, with a whole bunch of people like i can't look at <laughs> you Sam. you just said the tube i was like what is that i didn't know what that was <laughs> One thing, i'm back i'm like the tube is the subway mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um there's definitely gonna be weird and and, and i think it won't be um I guess what we're asking is not any like big big changes that you've made to your life but it's more like the smaller subconscious things that you do now like for example um you know going out maybe even to drop the garbage downstairs or to pick up a delivery i come back and i wash my hands right away like things like that I don't I don't think I'm gonna give up on it like it's just gonna become now a norm like no I'm gonna come back and wash my hands um or even just if I touch something that was not within my house it, it's mandatory to do that so um it's definitely interesting to see like how these like subconscious things will evolve as even if we come out of this pandemic whenever that happens I even think like the physical space thing that Mohammed said like I think that's gonna yes. stick like I that's think that's the biggest people, one for me yeah. yeah, you know, like people giving each other kind of like that personal space, which I'm not too mad about because, you know, there are some people <laughs> yeah. that you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah, they would yeah. just, no. they'd be talking to you right here. And it's like, why, why are you in my face? <laughs> you know? That's so true. That's one I mean, thing I'm, I'm okay with. I'm like such a small person. So usually I'm very aware of anyone who's around me, especially because they're all towering above me. So I have a lot, I'm like, sorry, what do you want? Like, you're <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hear you like I think physical space is also going to be um, definitely a part of that uh, in terms of like 
uh, what was I going to say? Like, some of the things that you think are going to happen in the future. Like, have you guys, is there anything that you think is going to occur? Or, like, you're just like, well, it's probably going to either go back to some form of being the same. Um, I mean, it's, it won't be a crazy idea if you say it's going to end up being a dystopian future, because who knows? But what, what, has, what have your thoughts been in terms of, like, what will happen when we get to a post-pandemic state? Um, honestly, I'm not really sure, yeah. but, um, <laughs> like that's the realest answer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, <fair>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hopefully, um, things will be open. Mm. Um, I hope that we learn from the pandemic as well. Just, um, kind of pandemic control, obviously. Mm-hmm. And just, um, this same stuff that you kind of covered with like the personal space and, the hand washing. For real. Well, me personally, what I think is gonna happen is maybe like as soon as they like let lockdown, they like lax the laws on lockdown, everybody's gonna go crazy. Like they're just gonna go in clubs and everything like that, just gonna get packed. It's gonna go back to, again, right? It's probably <laughs> gonna be like either like another like part two of this, or yeah. it's just gonna be like nobody even cares anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I think it's just gonna be like all mayhem when it comes back. You think so? All just mayhem. Like me and my friend talking about it, we're like, bro, like as soon as Doug Ford lets this um like lockdown go, it's just gonna bro, the amount of like clubs are gonna open up, you're gonna see the new clubs like here and everywhere on every street. Like it's gonna be like that, you know? Yeah. That's that's how I that's how I think. I really, really hope not. Oh my gosh. And Doug Ford, by the way, Lee, is like our like, like the premier of Ontario. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I'm the premier of Ontario. A pretty prominent what figure. You, what do you think? What do I think is gonna happen? Ugh. I I think it depends on the timing. Like I think if if things kind of um, relax a bit come summer, I think yeah, people are really going to to try to make up for lost time, like quote unquote. You know, yeah. they're really going to. Um, I think people are going to be excited to see loved ones. I don't know about the club, Mohammed. Like, I don't know if people are going to be going to the club. I think clubs should just be completely canceled. Like, it's just yeah. nasty at this yeah, point, yeah. Yeah. personally. Um, but I think I think people are going to be super excited, like to see their family. So people are going to really want to take advantage of all that. The one thing I do think is going to continue, though, is I think um, I think people's level of like compassion and empathy for each other has heightened a lot during this time you know like i see people really looking out for each other coming together uh, communities coming together to support each other i think that'll stay and i really i really am glad that that's going to stay and then i think in terms of like work uh i think i think workplaces are going to like test out different like hybrid models that will work for them right not everyone has to go into the office like people can work from home and they're going to look at like flexible schedules that will be a lot more accommodating for different families and so I think there is some good that might come from it uh, but I definitely think if it happens anytime soon like people are going to be really excited to just soak up the opportunity yeah no and I completely agree <laughs> um, I think even just I, I love the point about the compassion and the empathy because I think from what we've spoken about and people that we've spoken to, there's a lot of self-awareness that is going on. And I, and I do hope it is happening at a, at a macro scale. But yeah. with that, there there is going to come out something positive about it. And I hope that we can continue and kind of not get lost in the sauce once everything is, you know, back to normal three, four, five years down the line. 
Mm -hmm. um, I, I love that. And, and I completely agree with you with work. I know like my work has started completely changing how it is, but I think even people who were working, this is just for corporate guys, have changed about their approach. Like, do you really want to climb the corporate ladder? Like these are certain things that have come up and <clears throat> that self-awareness kind of propels those thoughts. And I, I definitely think that it, we're, we as millennials, because we're coming up into um, being like the primary owner, like primary uh, purchase owners and finances and being proper adults, I guess, we're gonna change completely how, um, how things are approached, how we want to be spoken to, even as through advertising, through media. That's another thing that I think it, it needs to, that needs to change. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, uh, on, just on the topic of self-awareness, I really want to ask both of you about mental health mm. because I feel like, I, I know he, at least here in Canada, like there's been some like studies done recently that said 50% of folks say that this like pandemic has impacted their mental health, right? Um, in, in one way or another. And I just want to ask both of you your take on that. Like, do you feel like this has affected your mental health? Do you think it's strengthened um, your mental health? Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I feel like it just helped me learn about the way I think more. Yeah. Okay. Um, being, cause I'm an only child. And so with the pandemic, it's hard. Like I'm here alone for hours. So with my okay. parents, that is, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you kind of just like learn how you learn the way that you learn the things that you want, the things that you like, the way that you want to do things. And I feel like, um, the, I feel like your surroundings, the people around you definitely affect your mental health. I mean, will definitely help affect your mental health as well. So I feel like it's kind of just the way you approach it and whether you want it to be like positive or negative. Can I ask you, like, is there, if you, if you want to share, like, is there one thing that, that you've learned about yourself? Like you said, this moment has helped you learn about how you think. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I have learned that I I like I don't like being overly policed. I kind of mm. like being able to do my own thing. But okay. structure is still important, and if there's someone to bring structure, then that'd be cool. I think that's actually so powerful because, like, you're basically learning that like you trust yourself, like you trust yourself to get something done, you know what I mean? Like you don't need to be micromanaged. Mm -hmm. That's dope. What about you, Mohammed? What are your thoughts on mental health in the pandemic? Uh, for me personally, it's gonna sound crazy, but like it actually helped my mental health a lot, a lot. And I think the reason why is cause like a lot of stuff that I took for granted, as soon as it's taken away, you just really like, you cherish it, you know? Like, I'll, like even as simple as like just a nice day outside. Like now we're in April or sorry, yeah, we're in April now. You see like nice weather outside. You're just like bro like back then i didn't care like now like i actually want to just go outside just take a walk because mm -hmm. you know so like yeah for sure just me like and you just like yeah start cherishing things like just seeing your family right before like say that like your mom's calling you you'd be like oh, i don't want to answer right now it's fine <laughs> you know but now when the covid happens and you can't see her anymore you're like oh i want to talk to her all the time you know yeah. so That's just true. taking like that stuff for like again when you, you know when covid wasn't around when covid hit it made you just made me personally just really cherish those things that i used to take for granted gratitude yeah yeah you learn gratitude that's amazing yeah yeah okay let's see you hear me? Oh. okay sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> i 
I thought it was frozen. I, I do love what you, both of you said, and um, <clears throat> it's definitely like right up the alley of self-awareness. It's funny because like um, with Lee, like both him and I are only kids up until my uh, brother and sister came along. Yes, but, I was gonna say, uh, you forget your sister? No, I was definitely only kid for a while. Okay, I didn't know that. You were like being, you're just all up in your thoughts all the time. And it's just like, it's just you. And so to learn, you know, to just be like, and and that, that, um, leaning on your own judgment and make it like you trust yourself, you trust your decisions. So that, that definitely comes along with it. The flip side of it is just like, sometimes they're like, oh, there's a lot of people now. So like, I kind of need to just not yeah because i was gonna say our experience is so different like we have there's yeah exactly there's six siblings like myself and mohammed are two of six yeah (laughs) and then our parents and we have so many nieces and nephews so we're they were like it's so different i'm so fascinated by like the only child experience because i was uncle at eight right what i was an uncle at eight like about eight years old yeah you were an uncle at eight years old yeah amazing oh my god (laughs) No, it wasn't. It was terrible. Really I'm just saying, like, because I'm the youngest of six, right? So, like, and we also have so many. You're like, the youngest. Yeah. yeah, I'm the youngest of six. Yeah. Wow. And I'm 20. Yeah. I know. I know. For us, like, being in a big family, and Muhammad, I don't know if you feel this way too, but like, it's so hard to focus on yourself, and in such a big family, like, you're constantly thinking about, okay, well, how is this person doing? And does this person need something? And like, how is this going to affect them? And that in itself can be so overwhelming. So I know with the pandemic, like being in a big family, it, you're not just like, okay, how am I going to get through this? But like, how do I be there for six other people? Yeah, yeah, for six other people through this as well, which is a, can be too much sometimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I hear you. I hear you. It's, all, it's, it's definitely, I've had to look out as well for my siblings to be like, are you guys okay? And I text Lee, are you, is everything all right? Like, what was happening? Because yeah. it's just so different. And I know I struggled with it when everything first hit. So I can only imagine like how everyone else is doing. Um, so it's, um, I'm glad that both of you are able to share that. That's awesome. Um, in terms of like moments, are there specific moments that have happened that have really taught you about yourself or society as a whole? Like, have you had in this whole time period, like a, oh, uh-huh, okay, interesting. I get that now. Has there been moments like that? Learning. Uh, Mohammed, you want to start? Um, I'm trying to think, trying to think about a moment. Because there's been, there's been plenty uh, during, like, during this pandemic. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, there's one where uh, there was this girl on the news. She actually ended up she ended up killing herself because of COVID, right? Oh my gosh. From the restrictions, not being able to go outside. And a lot of people were saying, like, like at the time, how like, oh, like, why would she do that and all type of stuff? It's not that serious. But then, as we see, like, COVID's been a year now. People are like, you know, more people are are becoming more depressed and their mental health is becoming more impaired. And that moment really made it look seem like, like, yeah, when you take when even just little stuff, like I said before, you take it for granted, right? But once it gets taken away from you, it's just it. Oh, it's so you know. So do you feel like Mohammed, you've developed like deeper understanding for people? Is that kind of what it is? I don't want to say that because, like, I just don't think that's what it is. But okay. so you're not no, empathetic yet, okay? No, okay, that's not again. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I like to see myself as yeah, I am empathetic. But um, no, I think it's more just like literally just taking the small stuff that I used to take for granted. Just now, like that I've been inside, like you know, with COVID, I just honestly do cherish it more. Like whenever there's a nice day outside, I always say like, like wow, like you know, let me go outside and just go for a walk. Let me just stand outside. Let me just stand outside in the sun. You know what I mean? 
You can find him on the porch, yeah. just standing there taking. Yeah, literally, no, for real. I actually like that. Like I just sit on the porch. My brother, we just talk, talk stuff, you know. And we're yeah. I'd never gone on a walk by myself before the pandemic. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But now that you can't do it anymore, you're just like, you know, I need to go outside. Like, yeah. Um, I personally, I don't think that I have a specific moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least not not one that I can think of right now. Mm, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. They're very, um, it's definitely not like every day. Sometimes oh, yeah. like we just, you know, you could be on a on a high of like, all right, I'm taking this whole thing well, everything is good. And I don't know, maybe due to your experiences or Mohammed or Lee, where it's just like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm used to this. It's fine. Yeah, we're in this thing. I'm going to do my thing. And then a certain moment just pops in and you're like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, why are we still here? And you start panicking and just getting all lost and, 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 and just so frustrated, sad, and all sorts of mixed emotions at the same time. And then you just, and then you just pick up and you're like, all right, I'm good. Have you found that? Is it just, just me? Maybe because I live away no. from everyone or... <laughs> I had... I did have a mom. I don't necessarily know what happened, but I do remember it was yeah. when I was still in like Oshawa, like living with Mohammed. I um, so yeah, like I I think I've shared on this podcast before. Like I during the pandemic, I went to Oshawa to live with my family, even though I've been living alone in Toronto for ten years. And recently, I've moved back to Toronto. Mohammed's laughing because the family's not happy about that. <laughs> Anyways, but um, I did have I did have a moment where I was going through life when the pandemic happened, like almost waiting for it to be done. You know what I mean? So I would I would put things off. I wasn't really um, in a routine or anything like that. And I do remember a moment happened for me where I was like, Tuta, this is now life. Like you have to figure out a way to, to not just like cope and just get through each day. Like you need to figure out a way to still enjoy life, to still like be yourself, to still connect with people, to not just be in this like place of, waiting you know what I mean like I was in this limbo phase and I ha- I did have a moment where I had to like get out of that and be like okay I need to my life still has to go on I can't just be like waiting for this to be over um so so I do feel like I did have that moment where things just kind of clicked and I was like this is our new reality and I need to figure out how to thrive in it you know yeah yeah Mohammed's nodding so I definitely feel like you probably went through the same similar you know, I didn't go through the same like similar like experience like that, but I remember I had one like like very distinct moment where that happened. Um, so like the COVID pandemic was happening. Honestly, for like the first like five months, like to me, it was nothing to me. I, I always stay in my house anyway, so I was like, okay, it's nothing new, <laughs> right? But we have a basketball court right beside like our house in Oshawa. It's so close, right? I go there to play basketball all the time, right? And uh, they had like tape around it, and you couldn't go play. And at that point, I was like, as soon as I came that one day and it was like, it was blocked off, you couldn't go anymore. I was like, oh my God, this is serious now. I go play <laughs> basketball all the time. Like yeah, anybody knows me, they love, I love playing basketball. So yeah. when that happened, I was just like, okay, now it's serious. Like now it's yeah. real. Yeah. 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 Lee, did you have something as well or? When they started canceling oh. sports. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, remember, I was, I was, I, cause I run track and field for my school. And we were like a week or two into the season and then they just canceled everything. Mm. We were like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll be back in like two weeks. It's whatever. It's just a long spring break. We just didn't come back. No, yeah, just didn't come back at all. <laughs> lies, the lies they tell us, right? right? <laughs> it's still not back. That's so hard. 
man, like experiences like that, like I remember one of my favorite things to do in April in Toronto is go for a Jays game. I was like, all right, the tickets are Blue Jays, yes. Let me go for a Blue Jays game. And then I remember just, you know, you're sitting in the crowd and it's packed. Um, and this is not you know, this is early season, but like right in the middle of the summer and you just, you know, get up, get a hot dog, go grab a beer. And I'm like, oh my, these experiences, I it might not even be a thing anymore. No. And it's just like, oh, that's such a bummer. Cause like, that's what makes going to see a game so fun. It's just the uproar of like being people. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so true. I miss yeah, concerts. Oh yeah. That's another one too concerts yes oh my gosh just like the energy from right Lee you're nodding so I feel like you maybe agree but just like the energy from like being at a concert being at a show and sharing that experience with someone oh I miss that so much <laughs> there's just some things like live like online zoom events just they can't they can't fill not at all no they can't do I mean the versus battles have been like I will say that. <laughs> Have y'all been watching them, Lee and Mohammed? Do you like the verses? Uh, I've seen some. I've seen some of them. Yeah. 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 I saw the Earthman and Fire one. Okay. Like, With the Isley brothers? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, just, it just showed up on my Instagram feed and I was like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it was a good one. Get into some OG, OG. That one was a good time. I, I definitely that I actually watched it with my mom like remotely, and we're just like, yeah, we're gonna sing. It's like too many screens happening. I got my phone, my laptop, the TV. So um, I definitely enjoy the verses. I think. It was, I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit creepy for me because Ron Isley, <laughs> no, he looks exactly like my dad. Like, he looks exactly like Baba. I can't. He looks so much, he looks so much like my dad. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a picture of Hamid. So every time he's singing, I'm like, nah, I can't watch this right now. Oh, that wow. is hilarious. One of, not to, not to go on a different topic, but one question we had that I really wanna ask you both. Um, I was really excited to to get your take on this. Are there misconceptions about your generation or like myths about your generation that people will like will say that 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 y'all want to dispel that you don't yeah. agree with? Wait, before I answer this, what misconceptions do you guys have about our generation? <laughs> I was oh. listening to exactly what I was gonna say. I was like, what do you guys think of us actually? It's <laughs> a good question. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, I. I don't want to generalize. <laughs> well, go ahead. This is this time to do it. This is literally time to do it. Go ahead. The same space. Okay. I'm really not trying to generalize. Tuta, go first. Let me have a moment to. Consider. You want me to take the? You want me to take the heat down? Okay. <laughs> Let me think about it. <laughs> okay. I yeah. Once again, I don't want to generalize either. And you know what? This isn't necessarily my opinion. This is what's out there. This is what's in the ether about your generation. Okay, um, yeah. I would say that, like you know, folks think that Gen Z are maybe a bit more <sighs> selfish. Okay. Selfish in the sense that, you know, they, they're very, um, like, you know, individualistic. Whereas I think maybe um, uh, like millennials, because maybe we grew up with a bit more traditional values, like we're a bit more uh, of a collective, like a collective mindset. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, yeah, definitely that y'all are like a little social media obsessed. Yes. <laughs> you know no, that's, I mean? okay. I, I, I think that. Um, I would say like those are the the two, but I will say one, and I don't think this is a misconception. I think this is a truth. I think that y'all are like extremely intelligent, extremely intelligent, extremely curious, 
extremely um, well informed. Like even with um, with our niece, she's 13 years old. Like we'll be talking about you know issues that are happening in society or the other. Like when I was there a few weeks ago, we were talking about indigenous issues here in Canada, and she's so informed at the age of 13. So I feel like those are some. Yeah, those are some good and some some not so good thoughts that are out there. I think, okay, going back to what Tuta was saying about how we're kind of like individualistic and the difference between us and like millennials, I feel like that has been caused because as millennials, you guys sort of have like similar goals, like generally, but for us, we're like, all right, there's so much more out there and we see it every day on our phones, on social media. We see that like every day and like, right, that's what I want. I don't want to work a nine to five. I don't want to climb to the top of the corporate ladder. I want to do something different. I want to do something like uh, that I. That's so true. I think Mohammed, you and I were talking about this actually, that like, because of the access that that y'all do have, whether it's to information or to people um, or to opportunities because of social media, like the the art of the possible is just so much greater for y'all. Like you're right, when we were, when, when I was your age, like for me it was, yeah, I'm gonna get a corporate career. I'm gonna start a family at this age. I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. And it was a pretty linear path where, where there's so much more opportunity um, for you to seize. But would yeah. you say that, you know, sometimes too much is not good. So, I mean, would you guys feel like it can also be overwhelming to have that like influx of information because it's like, you could do this, you could do this, you could fly here, you could be here. But it's just like, oh, like, do you feel like, oh my God, I gotta do all these things? Mm. Or like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, for me, I, I say this all the time. Like I tell like my sister this, like, like me personally, I have a problem with like paralysis by analysis, right? There's so much like that you, you know, that you can analyze. There's so much like information that you have that you just get stuck doing nothing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there's so much like options and everything like that. And that that's a big like overthinking stuff, right? There's, I could do this, I could do that. There's so much avenues I could take and you just get stuck because you don't pick one. You know what I mean? So true. So absolutely. But that's, that's definitely. Uh, but Mohammed, how, how do you feel about the, the misconceptions? Oh, that one? That, that we well, listed actually, yeah, How do you feel Lee, about that? Lee literally said exactly what I was going to say, right? So, and also Samantha too. So like with, um with the misconception, I think the biggest one for me though, I think is, that they think that um, that our generation isn't ambitious. You know what I mean? Like we don't actually want, you know, like greater things for us. But the thing is though, since we actually do, it's just not the way you guys think that we do. Which mm -hmm. was saying the different avenues. Like where, if I tell my mom, let's say, oh, I want to be a social media marketer. I want to be whatever, right? She's gonna be like, what is that? Like, what are you talking about? Be a doctor. It's not a lawyer, it's not a doctor. It's not yeah, a it's not a, what exactly. So what are you doing? You know what I mean? This is, but she doesn't know like that's, in, in today's world, you can do that and have a great, you know, career. Yeah. You know, and so let's. I'd definitely like that. It's just we are ambitious. I think it's just not in the ways that the older generations, you know, can understand it. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a mindset shift shift yep. that still needs to occur Absolutely. when it comes to like yeah, it helping you guys achieve what you want to do. Yeah, because and and that's the thing. I completely agree with you because it's like as which what makes me nervous. I guess my personality is just like as you are evolving so is everything else but at such a rapid moment and it's way so, too fast 
should we be a little bit more understanding when maybe you come to us and say you know what yeah. today, today i think i want to do this okay cool bless let's go let's go with this but then three months or a year down the line say, no i'm actually changing it's this like should we be a little bit more understanding because of how rapid the information is coming to you guys absolutely that's crazy <laughs> it's so true yeah yeah for okay. sure because i was trying to explain this to my grandmother the other day oh, i was boy. driving her somewhere <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually a really funny story because i was driving her somewhere and we, i was i was we were in the car and she was like hey what are you planning on studying in college and i was like oh actually i'm not sure yet blah blah blah, blah. And she was like, you need to get a college degree. And I was like, oh, actually, you don't need a college degree. <laughs> you don't need it. No. You need one. I'm going to get one. I'm getting one. I'm getting one, but I don't need it. That's it. Yeah, so she true. just didn't want to so hear real. it. But, you know. <laughs> hey, what was her reaction when you said that? It's like really she, love. I mean, obviously, she like tried to combat what I was saying. Yeah. She was like, oh, you need a backup plan. What if this, this, this doesn't work out? Yeah. That's why I, I am getting a degree. That's the reason. Like yeah. I tried, Oh, because of the backup plan. Oh, true. Wow. Yeah. That's the backup plan. That's crazy. Yeah. You got to think of like everything. Yeah. That's so true. But Sam, you asked a really good question. Like, okay, so then what can us millennials, right? As like, as you know, older sisters, as older cousins, like what can we do then to support to support y'all and like to support your generation, not only during this time, but just, just generally speaking, given the differences. I would say to kind of be a bridge between the generation above you guys uh, for us. Oh, that was perfect. I was gonna say, oh, he did. <laughs> no, speak on that. That is so powerful. Speak yeah. on that. Yeah, go on. Yeah, because like their, their values, your values are, we all have like, we all have generally, I mean, morally, we are like, we got to do this. This is what you got to do to be su to succeed. Everyone wants to be successful. Mm -hmm. And our parents want the best for us, but they just don't understand um, exactly how Gen Z like thinks and like the stuff that we see every day on social media and everything. So like kind of, this is an example for Samantha. I mean, that Samantha has done. So I was like at their place in Toronto and she created a Snapchat account for her mom. And I was like, that's actually super cool because it kind of connects. It's bridging. Yeah, it connects. It's like a bridge. And I feel like it's same. my mom, she kind of convinced my mom to get an Instagram. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's just that it's the little stuff like that that kind of just like helps the connection. I love that. That's such a great point. And like also too, how can we you know, also communicate the values of your generation, like to our parents. And um, like, I'm just thinking about conversations that we have Mohammed with like our mom and how, yeah, she doesn't understand certain things that you think and certain okay. things that you want, yeah. right? And how can we kind of be that like mediator Yeah. in a way? Okay, I was gonna say how like, um, for like the older generation, like the millennials, right? Of course, yeah, Lisa it perfectly, Lisa it perfectly to be that bridge, right? I'll just add on that, I think also, like what's the word i think like trying to understand this you know what i mean like actually wanting to to open your mind up to you know the way we think or like how we feel sometimes you know what i mean like so true yeah like i guess when you were 13 just put yourself like in our shoes right when when you were like our age you know what i mean what did you want to do you probably want like a lot of social approval you probably you know wanted like this and that stuff like that you know so i think just having like actually wanting to understand this 
yeah. like being curious, asking questions, yeah, um, trying to be understanding. That's mm-hmm. true. Because I know with you sometimes I'll be like, Mohammed, that doesn't make any sense. And mm-hmm. like, that, all the why time. Why would you say this every way? Yeah. <laughs> it's not every day, relax. Yeah. But I get it. But I get it. Like really just trying to, um, to not assume that we're always afraid. My mom closed her Snapchat account for anyone who's not there. <laughs> I was gonna say that's, that's primarily to because I think I got off Snapchat as well, so it, it, that did not last long. But she is on Instagram, so Lee, like you know, like we did one thing, and she joined <laughs> the verses. You know, we'll send each other memes here and there. So it, we, we tried. It was it was a little things, um, definitely little things that count. And I love what you said, Mohammed, about the understanding. Um, I know one thing that I've sort of, as an older sibling, you kind of have to you end up being kind of the um, counselor within mm-hmm. the family, where it's like, yeah. no, my mom is kind of like, all right, well, your sister X, Y, Z, I'm like, oh. <laughs> but naturally, because I received this information, I have tried to not be like the second guard in command being like what's yeah. happening why are you doing this like as you mm-hmm. said they're like Mohammed, what are you doing that doesn't make sense but i've tried to kind of go at it in a different way just be like okay let's like really understand mentality the yeah. emotional um stability like where is she at as a person and putting myself as the 13 year old because i guess maybe i can think a lot of it's quicker for me to think back when i was 13 compared to my mom i guess it's just the yeah back when so mm-hmm. I've had to you know be able to like talk with her about them like okay let's like really change how we approach when we're speaking with yeah. them because it's not those same things that were ingrained in you it's not gonna stick it's and like, I think too yeah I totally agree and I think like Mohammed, you've helped me learn this and I think in you know some of the work I've done with young people too like I think our generation also needs to approach young people like from an asset perspective as opposed to a deficit you know what i mean Finally, like yeah yeah like like just go in with the assumption that they know what they're talking about they're brilliant they have the skills you know what i mean not that they're lacking and we need to teach and we need to yeah fill. you know what i mean like we're the ones adding to their lives like they actually have so so many strengths and so much wisdom right and like really engaging from that perspective i think makes all the difference well some some yeah some yeah Yeah, like we're exposed to the same maybe even more of the information that they have yeah it's so true yeah we're like like maybe yeah i'm a kid my brain hasn't fully developed yeah but at the same time um like i'm I still know things like I still 100 yeah and most, yeah. most of the time y'all know more things <laughs> oh yeah I think it's the it's the interpretation because I think <clears throat> as you get older you you create some form of bias right because of what you know and it's like tried true and tested so it's like I did this 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 and the results it works 100 and so <clears throat> sometimes we have that that incoming bias when you're trying to approach some a, a situation with someone who's in Gen Z, whereas like you guys are completely interpreting it very differently, with a lot more information than that said person had yeah. before. And because of those biases, they don't have. There's sometimes there's not an opportunity to learn any new things, whereas y'all are like learning every day. And so your interpretation of things is changing by the minute. So. I do, I understand sometimes where it can cause miscommunication, but we're here and we listen. So 
Yes, yes, we are trying. And I also think too, what's beautiful about your generation is that um, I think, you know, as you get older, um, not not everyone, and, and I definitely don't want to fall into this, but like you do sometimes become a bit more cynical or you do become a bit more like, yeah, like you always look at why can't something work? Whereas yep. I think your generation still has like a lot of your imagination intact, you know what I mean? And so to Sam's point, like the way you interpret things is so much, it can be a lot more creative um, and a lot more, um, and a lot more like powerful. So I, I do, yeah, I definitely see that in your generation. I think it's amazing. Yeah, love it. Awesome. Well, guys, it has been amazing. Yes. Talking to you. Kind of felt like the last 15 minutes, we're just like, we just love, we just love. I just love, love your generation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, you know, it's important for us to impact positivity as much as we can. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, as older sisters, older cousins, like we, we've listened, we understand it's about bridging um, and, and making communication and collaboration better. So thank you so much, Leah Mohammed, for sharing your perspective with us. Thank you listeners for tuning in to a broadcast. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing and keep exploring. Sam and Tuta are off air. Thank you.